0: Everyone knows that the best way to tell a good story is over a good drink. Spirit in a Bottle, tells, and Drinks from Tito's Handmade Vodka brings them together. In its first ever cocktail book, Tito's offers fans recipes, mixology tips, and a never-before-seen look at its journey from a one-room distillery to becoming America's favorite vodka. Order your copy today at titosvodka.com book. Read it and sip with Tito's. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly.
1: Grammar Girl here. Today we're going to talk about dictionaries, what they're for, and how words get into them. It's more controversial than you might think. Last week, the New York Times had an interesting article about Supreme Court justices citing dictionary definitions in their rulings more often than they have in the past. The most concerning part of the article was that justices have cited more than 120 different dictionaries, which suggests they might be cherry-picking to find definitions that suit their own purposes. And 120 dictionaries? Who knew there even were 120 different dictionaries? Well, the article doesn't say, but it could be that justices are citing specialized dictionaries that cover just words related to medicine or international business, for example. And we do know that sometimes judges look at old dictionaries—for example, in constitutional cases they sometimes do so—to see if the meaning of a word was different back when the law was written. Even if you're not considering specialized dictionaries, more dictionaries exist than you probably realize. For example, most publishers release dictionaries of varying levels of completeness. There are short dictionaries for children and inexpensive pocket dictionaries that don't have many words. An unabridged or collegiate dictionary will have more words, and the largest Oxford English dictionary comes as a 20-volume set. It's going to include words other dictionaries don't have, such as words that aren't used much, if at all, anymore. For example, you're probably familiar with the word feckless. It's an adjective that means ineffective or incompetent. Well, it has an antonym, feckful, which you probably haven't heard because it isn't used much. You won't find Factful in Dictionary.com or on the Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary, but you will find it in the Oxford English Dictionary. A lot of people think dictionaries are like rule books, and that dictionary writers make judgments about acceptable and unacceptable words. But most modern dictionaries are descriptive, which means they attempt to describe the language as it's actually used. They do still make determinations about when words reach a threshold of use that merits inclusion in the dictionary. It can't just be a flash in the pan. A word has to be used a lot by many different writers to make it into a dictionary. The judgment dictionary writers make is based on use, not on ideas related to acceptability. That's one reason you'll find swear words and words such as ain't and irregardless in the dictionary. Whether you like them or not, People use them. Dictionaries have seen their share of controversy over the years. For example, Webster's Third International Dictionary was widely criticized when it came out in 1961, and the New York Times refused to use it. James Parton, who owned the magazine American Heritage, was so outraged by the permissiveness of Webster's Third that he first tried to buy the company to pull the book from the market. And when that failed, he spearheaded the creation of a competing American Heritage Dictionary. Today, however, Webster's Third is widely used and endorsed by the Associated Press and the Chicago Manual of Style, so the controversy blew over. A few decades after the Webster's Third uproar, Robert Birchfield, editor-in-chief of the Oxford English Dictionary, received death threats for including racial and sexist slurs in his dictionary. So, being a dictionary-maker isn't always the tame job you might imagine it to be. Dictionary-makers do spend a lot of time reading, though. It's how they find new words and new meanings for existing words. According to the Merriam-Webster website, their editors spend an hour or two a day just reading published materials such as magazines, newspapers, books, and electronic sources. And they make notes about anything interesting they find, such as a new word, a different spelling of an existing word, or a word being used with a meaning that isn't in the current dictionary. It's these changes in the language of published material that dictionary makers consider when they're updating the dictionary. So, if you want to see changes in the dictionary, you need to change the way words are used in published materials. For example, If multiple magazines start using staycation, and they use it over an extended period of time, and then dictionary editors start seeing it in newspapers and books, it's likely staycation is going to show up in the dictionary. It can happen pretty quickly these days, too. Staycation is, in fact, in the Merriam-Webster Online Dictionary, and they list its first known use as 2005. If all of this permissiveness makes you crazy, you may be comforted to know that there are books that try to hold the line on language. They're called style guides and usage guides. For example, books such as the Chicago Manual of Style, the AP Style Book, and Garner's Modern American Usage make determinations about what is acceptable. They tell you that although some people say irregardless, you shouldn't if you want to be taken seriously. Yet, even these books are influenced by common use. For example, the AP Stylebook recently recommended leaving the hyphen out of email. They said common use has gone so heavily in that direction that it wasn't worth trying to uphold the rule anymore. So the next time you turn to a dictionary for a ruling about whether a word is acceptable or a real word... Keep in mind that although dictionaries are incredibly useful, their role generally isn't to make decisions about good or bad words. Their role is to define and describe words that you're likely to encounter. I'm Inyan Fogarty, author of Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing and the Grammar Devotional. That's all. Thanks for listening.
0: With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can give your lawn or garden beds a pop of color and protection. Right now, get a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch. Five bags for just $10. Help your soil retain moisture longer with color that lasts up to 12 months. Shop Memorial Day Savings for a special buy on Scott's Earth Grow Mulch. Five bags for just $10. At the Home Depot, how doers get more done.
1: The Tito's handmade vodka was ice cold, condensation trickling down the copper metal shaker. It's got to be fresh lime, they drawled. Tart, but balanced. They weren't normally this finicky about cocktail hour. But with Tito's, it had to be perfect. Simple syrup, the final ingredient. The sound of shaking filled the room to the brim. For the perfect pour at next week's book club, try the Tito's Gim Literature. Find the recipe at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly.